Hello and welcome to the next conversation on reality check with dalalstreet.ai. The purpose of this series is to demystify the stock market and make it relatable to people like you and me. So if anyone knows me, I think they know how much of a passion project it is for me to encourage the youth of India to utilize the stock market as an additional route to becoming financially independent. So today's guest is very special to my heart. Today we have Shivam Mehra, not just a dear friend, but I would say my stock market support system. I think everyone needs one of those. So Shivam's not uh, Shivam's been involved in the Indian equities and real estate since he was 17 years old. He started really early. And he recently just graduated from college and currently manages his family's investments in various asset classes, especially equity and also works in a pharmaceutical packaging field. So Shivam, thanks so much for being with us. Hi Dharani, thanks for having me. Um, it's, you know, you made me sound really uh, that, but I'm just your know, normal, normal twenty-something, twenty-two-year-old guy, just you know, trying to make it in life. That's wonderful to but, hear. And the entire point of this podcast, you know, as I began saying, was to make it relatable and bring on people literally like you and I, you know, just like an average person. Yeah, and honestly, like you know, the way you said, like when I started when I was seventeen, like I was. So clueless, and uh, luckily, like in my uh, family and my close relations, I have like uh, some you know people who've been in the market for years and years. Like uh, my grandfather, who uh, started investing back in like eighty seven, hmm. and like so you know he bought like stocks when they were like two three rupees, and now they're worth like thousands. So like <laughs> that really made me. I'm like wow, like you know that's a lot of money. Like even if you didn't do any other business and just held on to these stocks, like you could live an easy, easy life, absolutely a happy life. Just a few months ago, my dad got a call from his uh, broker, and his broker reminded him that in two thousand six you invested sixty thousand rupees in Reliance, and today it's six point five lakhs. And that sixty thousand rupees was something my dad just put in two, and he genuinely forgot about it. But look at how much of a profit he made, <laughs> you know, just by being patient without even realizing. Exactly. There's this uh, one very interesting thing which people can look at. It's just you know just a casual thing to start with. They're very funny. But uh, around eight to nine years ago, there was a call. It's there on uh, on YouTube. It's on a thing on Z Business. There's this you know they do this half an hour session where people call you. You like people call like the news channel and they have an expert with them, mm-hmm. and you can ask like your questions related to the market. So there's this one guy who works as a pun or something in Delhi. And he was like, my father, you know, he just passed away, and uh, I inherited like his will. So below his bed, he had mm-hmm. this chest, and in the chest were a bunch of documents, and we don't know what they were. So we took them to our like local lawyer in the village, wherever somewhere, and they didn't know what it was. So when he got into the city, he found out that they were uh, share certificates before everything got you know uh, wow. digitalized. It was all. paper so he realized that he had mrf share certificates worth close to 1000 crore rupees my god which his grandfather had got like when mrf first ipoed and he just forgot about it so he was Amazing. working as a pun earning probably less than minimum wage and now he is probably living life better than 99.9% of indians Amazing! Just look at the power of compounding. You know, just a small amount of money can grow into such a substantial amount over a few years. But crazy. 
uh, but shivam exactly. you know let's let's start this conversation little bit around this whole concept of how underutilized the stock markets are in india and you know we know that the world's best companies are in the us and china and you know countries like that but we are not very far behind we are slowly you know reaching and coming ahead even in many ways and india has one of the oldest stock markets in the world we can't forget that we know how it all works uh, but in india only 1 to 2% are actually involved in the stock markets versus in other parts of the world you know they have figures of 10 to 20 30% of people that are involved in the stock markets so in simple yes, words it seems sorry go ahead no no sorry please i was just saying that you know in simple words it just means that there's so much there's a huge potential that is still sitting in the stock markets and not utilized is exactly so like two things which you said two points which you raised which are which are there in the us which you said is the biggest market by far 55% of people of the total population it is is invested in some way or another mainly due to their 401k accounts hmm. which of course india also if you work in any corporate job or even any normal job you do get ppf and all these other things which but they are mostly invested into you know uh, debt and other stuff and not directly into the market but hmm. 401k is there are some aspects of it which you can you know choose how aggressive you want to be and the other things similar to 401k's around the world which allows you to invest in equity directly through your salary hmm. so those kind of you know encourage people to invest in the market and uh, talking about china china the you know like i was just seeing this thing recently on youtube about how the chinese market has given these crazy returns but due to the nature of the the government and the way the the entire economy is it's very hard for people to invest so with all these falling uh, bond yield rates and everything around the world most of the money is flowing into india talking about india um, uh, in the last one year since covid as you can see uh, first it was around 2% now it has increased to around 2.35% to 2.4% is what people estimate mm. given the huge surge in people opening dmat accounts well you know the rise of all these zero brokerage fully online uh, options which are there right. and honestly uh, that's what and where and 2% of the population is still a huge number but it's come on like it's still nothing in the talking in terms of india like 2% of the population is nothing and this is that people haven't really you know they're not opened up to it the fact is that we are still a developing country we're not third world but people are calling india failed state now i wouldn't agree with that but there are many struggles which people face like there are so many expenses people have the general population has that they don't see the stock market as an investment idea they like you know we just don't have the time or the money mm-hmm. and the government through its uh, initiatives is trying really hard to push you know people to at least invest in mutual funds and you know demystify the market for them. it's a i mean it's a really good initiative and uh, the fact if i i think most of the people watching hearing this would have seen the the nice scam 1992 uh, show and yeah you know, i that, was just going to ask you the meta scam yeah. is a very big hmm. yeah so the harshan meta scam is a very very big uh, thing you know people are like, yeah you know it's really cool like the music is really chill and the the show is really cool i for one loved it like i it was beyond any expectation i would have from an indian show that, that was like up there with everything but yeah. the fact is that that scam itself put off so many people from the market they just like people you can ask i have friends i have a friend 
who is so good at stocks like he is she told me about stocks which he studied how he studied them the man mm-hmm. started off with i think 20000 rupees and now is got crazy amount of money and his parents didn't let him invest in the market he had to open his own account without telling me because his father was witness the entire 1992 scam and after that he just lost faith in the market he was just like listen to me no one in my family level invest in the stock markets mm. in any way or form so that really drove away a lot of indians yeah you know and i the, can definitely the the, the point the final point regarding this i would like to make is that you said 2% but the thing is the market more or less started after 1991 which mm. which is when india's economy really opened up but as you see because of the scams and one two more other scams satya scam and all how other fields have developed like other sectors such as real estate and you know industries like manufacturing and all the same scale at which people are involved in that if if the market had grown at the same rate market involvement had grown at the same rate the indian stock market would probably been double triple the size it is now just because of the amount of retail participation it's coming into uh stock market and investing much earlier than most people in the previous generations did any thoughts on that you yeah, so i mean earlier especially uh, earlier like you know if you had to, if you had to call your if you had to like buy a stock you had to call an actual broker sometimes the line would not be able to get through the the you, there was no app or any you know you couldn't really have access to what are the prices of the market everything the the amount of information we could get was just from like one to new channels and from a broker if we had one hmm. and uh, now the thing is there so many apps so many like you know uh, companies startups like even like the dal street is there there's so many other which are there which do different different things just to educate people around the world right. which are helping you know people understand like you know not because people when they first enter they're like oh wow this is crazy like you know put call this that put call spread uh futures this and that it just you know all these things are just so extra like what you need to know as a normal investor is just what is a quality stock how you should diversify your portfolio based on your risk appetite there are many tests which you can simply take online to understand what your risk appetite is given on the amount of return you're looking at and just create a simple portfolio like i personally use like uh, this is not a kind of sponsorship or anything but i personally use like small cases which i think many mm. young people do around our age to just yes. put a part of our salary into these curated uh, baskets of stocks and uh, going to the future what i meant to say is uh sorry that now like the the one thing is that people just look at the market mainly that oh you know it's bo- besides the last one year is that oh you know it's really boring and all like what is this i don't understand anything but uh, now and they you know m- one mistake most young people do which is just want to clarify is that people get into fno including me i got into fno like when i first started out mm. and the first one to trades i made i made like five times my money in a week so i just went crazy but eventually in the long term i i lost all of it but uh, coming to your question about why the future is going to be different is firstly because how globalized the world has gotten mm. like the west is wanting to capture the next big boom which is happening in like india china and to some degree africa so that money is flowing in here that money flowing in here is pumping up the market even though the economy is down in the dumps especially since the last two years so people are seeing the market more and more as a stable source rather than putting their money into a fixed deposit or something because they know the market's going to grow irrespective 
you know right. uh, supply chains like how we saw in the suez canal crisis how it brought everything to almost everything to a halt in terms of global trade you know young indians are understanding the importance of being invested and most of these companies which are there like the large blue chip companies like our tech companies rely on uh, you know american uh, like uh, selling their products to american markets like infosys tcs and all so mm-hmm. there's a growing inter- interdependence and intertwining of global economies and supply chains so when you're buying a indian stock like say even a like even a stock which the infosys they're selling their software to america then hul has lots of products with companies they bought tata consumer owns tetlate which is the largest the most consumed tea in canada you know so so many examples you know just buying an indian company selling in india you're buying a company which is selling around the world and so it actually as the global economy grows like hopefully your your share should grow as well absolutely of course so you know shivam before i actually going to asking you to give us a little advice on how you personally strategize your investments or your trading behavior can you just tell us a bit of a story as to how you entered the stock markets why did you enter when you entered how did you learn and then we can go on to maybe understanding how you strategize so i i mean i started off of course like like the first i think i heard of stock markets was of course when i was probably in see the year was probably 2012 2013 when like uh, i used to go to my uh, office one of our, like our head office in bombay for diwali like the puja and uh, so the very interesting i'll make it very short the the pandit ji who used to come who comes even now his father was a pandit and he used to do when my grandfather first started his office he used to work as a as a director in this huge company a british company shipping company it was a parent company of times of india also okay. back in the day and he started his own company so you know we started off literally like like startup back then so we got this pandit who used to come and do the pujas and he, he was very poor they grew up in uh, like gobandi this place in bombay and now his son just to continue the tradition still comes and does the puja for us he oh. and to make you understand he is now like the head of family offices at icsi prudential the man grew up from living in a slum to probably like he comes for to, as a pandit to do the puja and s class in my office <laughs> and he just does it out of respect for my grandfather and to continue the tradition so every year after we're done with the puja uh, there's a tradition we call for uh, samosas and pizzas for, for the entire staff from all the offices and so me my father my grandfather the pandit used to sit in the office like in my granddad's cabin and he would tell us about the market like for an hour we would just talk about the market wow and you know, he would tell us which stocks to which stocks to look at what to buy this that and uh, like he used to manage our portfolio so we would I, i would actually see you know that like oh you know we bought like x amount of shares for just like 10 rupees and now each share is worth like 900 rupees and we have mm-hmm. like thousands of shares and i'm just like wow like we didn't even do anything and the, the amount of dividend this is giving us we don't even need to spend anything from our business to sustain our lifestyle so that was just like yeah. really cool like i'm like wow you know besides doing business i can do this and grow it and so when i started at 17 i started by uh, by uh, on my 17th birthday um 
technically 18th birthday i actually got them but on my 17th birthday i was gifted a couple of uh, mahindra shares because that's my uh, grandfather's main holding those are first shares he bought okay. so i got a couple of shares of those uh so i think i started studying that stock then i took like one to online uh, courses which were there in the stock market uh one of my family friends he referred to me referred me to someone who is a you know who runs a brokerage so i used to meet him every week and you know understand from him i used to go to his office sometimes and just you know learn just see how it's happening talk to like the brokers working over there and understand from them but mainly it was all online like besides like the basics which i understood from my grandfather the rest was just online the so many resources online uh to coursera and all these other platforms that's how i t- taught myself technical analysis and mm-hmm. i mean they were really great and i did do one to technical investments based on technical the technical analysis courses i did and i made surprisingly good money on them and so it's just it's very simple nowadays especially with like like how zero the has varsity app if you use you I mean if people just download the app if you're just entering the market that app is a great entry point and i know so many people who use it and now are you know are regular investors and traders in the market yeah definitely i mean i think the amount of resources that are now present have made life so much easier especially to understand things like the stock market and uh, i feel like people are still not even utilizing those enough we have so many sources but people are still not confident enough to even use those and enter the stock market so although we have everything that we should have in the economy in the system i think there's just a mental block to entering the stock market yeah. and you know we're hoping like you know with startups like the large the, the thing mental is block the, is broken yeah so of course you see this is the raj street is really good like on like the on the page or post your swing the swing trades for the week i did a couple of them probably seven of them and most of them worked out i cash in cash out a bit earlier especially because i like to be a bit more be a bit more conservative in my trades but i think almost every time i've done the trade which is done through your algorithm the algorithm i've made money so you know like it's 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 just you have to allocate like you know you have to see how much of your percentage of your portfolio you want to allocate to a particular trade mm-hmm. and just to like to give a wider view if you're investing in the indian markets you're you're basically betting on the indian economy doing well you know yeah. Like obviously, right now you can argue that oh, the economy is down the dumps, but the markets are all-time highs. But in general, if you take a ten-year view, you're investing in the country's future. So if you're if you just want to be very conservative, one of the you know Warren Buffett has said that besides when he besides when he dies, besides all the money which he's going to you know uh, donate and like you know uh, put up for noble causes to help the world and the environment. Mm-hmm. So the rest of his money, which is going to be there, worth a stock in Berkshire Hathaway, and his personal, his personal worth basically, he's just going to put it into American ETFs. Okay. Like the basically just buy the Nasdaq ETF and just hold it, and those are mm-hmm. clear instructions. You can read this on the net. This is not something which you know, it's a legit thing. And ETFs, they're like you're basically buying the entire index, and so even in times of like in when times are good and all these metal stocks and all are doing well and there's a cycle and auto stocks are doing well mahindra and mahindra tata steel all these will be there in the sensex etf when times are bad like when covid hit 
the ETF also has pharma stocks like Sun Pharma and Dr. Reddy's and IT stocks like Infosys and TCS. Mm. So your your portfolio overall in the long term you'll make a solid probably if if you say the market will go up ten percent annualized, which is optimistic but achieved in the past many times over, ten percent compounded over ten years, or even eight percent. That's insane. You're beating inflation, and you're making a really good amount of money. Yeah. And it's about like you know looking at the long term and going ahead in the future. Uh, what you're saying is that if people are nervous about this, don't you know who's telling you to buy mid cap stocks? Like there's a very big famous uh, portfolio manager who said that 99.9% of companies in the listed on the Indian market are bhangaras and like crap stocks. Mm. There are a few companies which are like you know massive and just understand you 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 know you interact with them like. A company like HDFC Bank, maybe banking with them. Uh, a company like Hindustan Unilever or you know Bajaj Finance and all these other companies, they're still growing at ten to fifteen percent a year, which is insane. And Absolutely. if you just put your money in those mm. and just leave it in those, you're you're going to make a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. So Shivam, why don't you tell us a little bit? You know, give us some scoops into your trading strategy. What is your ideal portfolio? What kind of trader or investor are you? So uh, I mean, uh, I mean, up until recently, I was, you know, if I give you overall thing, I'm kind of I have most of my holdings in uh, a few stocks only, which I'm holding for the long term, which are like you know HDFC Life and uh, Network Eighteen and all these. And these I've studied for a couple of reasons, which I've studied. Uh, mostly the fundamentals. I don't look at the technicals that much for stocks I'm holding for the long term because technicals don't matter really in the long term. They do, but not for the style I do. But those are trades. Uh, usually the trades I mean I'm doing right now. What everyone is doing is just <laughs> buying uh, metal stocks whenever they crash even for one day. Just buying the dip on metal stocks, holding them, and you know they're increasing like crazy and just sell them. Right now this commodity cycle is on, and Uh, besides that, uh, see if like I have hundred rupees in my salary. Sometimes, especially now, if I'm sitting at home, I'm not encouraging anyone to do this. But five percent of my salary I put towards F and O, mainly options in stocks which I know. So I mainly do covered called and covered puts, which for stocks which I already own, to kind of you know sometimes just because five percent I don't mind losing it, but most of the times I do even make if I make a double I just cash out and I put those into like a solid and stable stock. Like one two stocks like Nestle and Abbott are stocks which I'm slowly buying on whatever profit I make of these because one stock price of each of the shares is like around fifteen thousand rupees each, which is a lot. Yeah. But these are like stocks which you hold for like life. You know, these are stocks which you like give your children and like they'll give their children. Hmm. Those kind of stocks. But in terms of trades, trades I would say, you know, only stick to like sectors which you know. Don't just be like uh, like try to understand metal stocks a little like just you know try to understand what the cycle like why the cycle is booming, you know because of like the London Metal Index, the Shanghai Metal Index, then uh, what kind of margins do they operate on? Which are you know even these smaller metal stocks which are booming? Why are they booming? Are they actually worth you know holding the putting your money in for the trade? Because you don't want to be the one left holding the bag at the end if they suddenly start crashing. Absolutely. So you know, just because 
there is so much talk about cryptocurrencies i just wanted to get what is what is your personal opinion on them so uh, my personal opinion on cryptos i mean i have a very very small exposure to it for no other reason than i'm horrible at tech like i can't even oh, i can't even use excel properly like i'm that <laughs> bad at technology but uh, you know i've had some close like very close friends of mine who you know invest a lot in crypto and they've helped me understand you know what the basis of crypto is and why i should have exposure to it i'm mean, the both sides to the argument but i feel like every young person who's even from a slightly advantageous position in life you know have a slightly you know decent salary they should mm-hmm. probably maybe 5 to 7% in cryptos i personally have exposure i bought cryptos in the 27 uh, 2016 2017 boom where my money doubled in a month and i still didn't cash out i bought ripple back then okay and it doubled in a month and i didn't cash out and when i checked in 2019 it was worth half of what i invested Hmm. But now recently, I've uh, you know, I've put my money into Ethereum because I'm holding Ethereum because I d- have done quite a lot of research on Ethereum and I think it's a good hold for the long term. And of course, just for the banter, I did of course buy a couple of Doge coins, yeah, and a few other few other smaller coins, like very small coins, like talking like zero point zero 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 one cent a coin. those coins but just a few thousand rupees exposure just just for the fun of it because this is money which i put in long time ago i'm still up on it so if i lose it also it doesn't really matter to me the main part of crypto is that it should just be it shouldn't be something you know you're it fully invested in you should be fully invested in the markets if you want to invest because the markets are actually buying something tangible hmm. 99% of cryptocurrencies are you know what are they like they might be something but they're not as solid as you know buying a company which actually making consumer products actually making software is actually doing r&d to cure diseases you know like these are the companies you should be buying they are stocks you should be buying absolutely but shiva as i mentioned you know you are really what i hope that like for as youngsters in india i hope all of them see you know hear your story see how you progressed and made so much out of the market Uh, and also how you put your all into understanding the subject so it's not only that you entered the stock market and you are a trader or a investor but with every trade and with every investment you are also gathering so much knowledge uh, and i think that breaks a very big myth that trading or investing or the stock market is a gamble because it really isn't because when i talk to you you have so much knowledge of the market of the companies that you are trading in So yeah you know it was really really nice to have you with us and uh, anything you'd like to tell our listeners any piece of advice for them yes yeah, so i'm just saying that uh, you know everyone wants to be when you everyone envisioning if you're around 20 22 by the time 25 you want to have a nice sick you know german car like partying mm-hmm. every weekend in clubs you know have probably have my own house and all that you know how do i work towards this um, earning like a 30 40000 rupee salary how mm. can i just invest all of this if i can or whatever i can you know how can i make it into like what to cross i mean or if that a million people listening to this maybe two people will do, be able to do do that the mm. rest of you all if you all do such risky stuff you all will just you know end up losing that money so the the main thing is just look at the long term 
and in the long term if you just like you know just invest into safe stocks not in safe stocks you take aggressive bets you invest in cyclical stocks first understand for like automotive market what is the cycle how like you know study the trends study like the charts of how the cycle has been over the years when did the cycle happen what affects it like uh, one big thing is how uh, the l uh, the el nina f- uh, phenomenon which is there you know right which happens every 5 years i think mm. that really affects uh, rain in certain parts of the world and so that really even impact indian india's monsoon so like how india's monsoon has affected that affects stocks like escorts see and usually two years after the phenomenon the rains are really good then a stock like escorts or mahindra and mahindra which sells tractors has a really good quarter then so you know when to buy the stock you can't time the market right like one closing thing is that uh, all these stock there are all these like sh- shady stock market pages which you know just are basically trying to promote their telegram pages and all the shady mm. stuff which you just ignore one thing said that oh in 2009 march if you put uh, 1 lakh rupees in bajaj finance okay today it would be worth 110 crores mm. that's just insane but throughout those entire times why wouldn't you if you bought in 2009 in 2015 if it's worth even 10 cr cash out yeah. would be the actual person who would hold it throughout because you can't time the market all you can do is you know probably just open an sip do an sip in small case or you actually get the stocks you want mm. and physically hold the stocks rather than just a mutual fund and just keep investing and you know consistently build it so that by the time you're 3 35 hopefully you know you know you're earning better in your job in your salary but by then you're such a big corpus a good enough corpus of investments that your money is working for you so suppose you're living on rent your rent payment can be covered by the dividends you earn through your stocks if you want to buy your own house if you want to you know do anything you can sell a bunch of those stocks and just buy it without having to take a loan yeah absolutely make your money work for you basically mm. rather than you work for the money absolutely and i think i'm going to title exactly that this session because i think you put it all so well and uh, everything you said is so practical i think you just you know with zero filter said what it is for people who are starting out who are beginner beginners in the stock market but really nice to have had this conversation with you shivam thank you so much yeah for sure tarani it was great